So no matter what the future holds for me, All Saints Episcopal Church will always be my home. It isn't the church that I grew up in, and it isn't the church that I was baptized in. It is, however, the church that restored my faith in the greater universal body of Christ. Before I found my way to All Saints, though, and after years of not attending church anywhere, I found a church home where I least expected it. And it's actually this church that led me to All Saints. Now, it isn't a church that's very well organized compared to most other churches. There's no common liturgy, no common theology. In fact, it didn't even have a name, this church. So this morning, we're going to call this church the First Assembly of Tiny Shorts and Ugly Shoes. Now... The first assembly of tiny shorts and ugly shoes did not meet on Sunday mornings. Maybe out of state, Baton Rouge sometimes it did, but most of them, it met on Saturday mornings. It would meet between 7 and 9 a.m. Service times would vary, and they weren't measured in time at all. Some of these services were 5 kilometers long. Some of them were 10. A few were even 25 or 50 kilometers Some of the services were 13.1 miles, and some of the services were 26.2 miles. And for some of the more zealous members, they would go even further than this, but we don't talk about those people. The only dress code that there seemed to be in this church was that everyone wore a bib with a number on it, everybody wore tiny shorts, and the best of the best wore the ugliest shoes. Now, to the outside world, we did not look like a church. We just looked like a bunch of people coming together on the weekend to run races. The outside world wasn't wrong. We were racing. There were trophies to the top finishers and various um, winners of the age groups. The longer you spent time with this congregation, however, you realized that they weren't racing against each other. They were racing with each other. Now, a few years back, Penny ran one of her first races, a two-miler through downtown Paragould. She was about five years old at the time and had the attention span that you would expect from Penny and from any other five-year-old. Now, Penny and I started the race together. We started off at a decent pace given the, size that, given the fact that she had the smallest legs in the uh, congregation that day. As the race went on, she noticed there was an ambulance behind us with its lights on. She ran to the sidewalk. I said, Penny, get back over on the road. You don't need to be on the sidewalk. She's like, there's an ambulance trying to get by. I said, no, that ambulance is not trying to get by us. That ambulance is here in case anybody on the race needs help. So we run a little bit further. She looks back, jumps back over the sidewalk. There's an ambulance behind us. Penny, no, same ambulance, same mission. Finally, after about four times jumping off to the sidewalk, we both jump off to the sidewalk, and I wave the ambulance past us. We were way behind everybody else at that point. (laughs) Now, um, this created a little drama later in the race because the ambulance, which follows the last runners, finished 20 minutes before before Penny and I did. And so people were wondering if maybe I had gotten injured or if Penny had gotten injured or if we had just given up and walked home instead of finishing the race. That wasn't the case. The reason we finished so far behind the trail car 
is because along the route, there were retaining walls that needed to be walked on. There were dogs that we had to stop and pet. There were puddles to jump in and out of. There were even a few squirrels to chase. What was missing was a sense of urgency on Penny's part. And as we neared the finish line, we ran down Poplar toward the old railroad tracks. When we, were with, when we were within sight of the finish, there was a noise that started to pick up. It was racers who had finished well before us, and they were there chanting Penny's name. Not only that, several of the runners who were the first to finish ran up the course to run with Penny and I so that we would cross the finish line together. <clears throat> this is the nature of the racing community. No matter how fast or how slow you finish the race, that race is not over until every single one of us finishes. When Jessica and I ran our first marathon together, my only marathon, I was so worn out that I was content to stop at mile 24. I was like, I can get an Uber back to the AutoZone Park, I'm good. She said, nope, I'm not taking another step without you. We trained together, we started together, and we're going to cross that finish line together. And we did, as much as it hurt. The two times I ran the Sillimore Trail Run, just north of Mountain View, I opted for the 25-kilometer course. Now, if you're not in the metric system, that's about 17 miles. Now, if most of you know Shannon McDowell, and knowing Shannon, 17 miles isn't much of a challenge for him. So he did the uh, 50K, which, you know, comes out to about 34 miles. All the races, all the runners would start together, but the 50K runners would run twice as far before they looped back to come back to the starting line, which was also the finish line. Both of the times that I ran that race, I hit a wall around mile 14. The hills were just too much for my old, out-of-shape legs. And each time, as I was dragging along the trail and occasionally sitting down on a rock to just enjoy the view and enjoy not moving, Shannon would catch up to me. I know right now some of you are doing the math in your head. And the answer you're coming up with is probably right. He had just run 31 miles and the time it took me to run 14 miles. I'm a little jealous of that. Each time, though, Shannon would stop and sit on the rock that I was sitting on. No matter what his pace had been or how he was feeling, he would stop when I stopped. He would walk when I walked. And on the rare occasions that I would muster enough energy to run, he would run right with me. Shannon set aside his own accomplishments, his own goals, to make sure that I finished the race and that I didn't do it alone. Now when Paul talks about fighting the good fight, keeping the faith, and finishing the race, he is not talking about an individual accomplishment. This race is about community. It is about people coming into glory together. This race, this is a race to the kingdom of God, the same God who loved the whole world, not just some in the world, so much that he gave his only begotten son, the same God that desires that all be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. All flesh shall see the salvation of God, the same God that said, when I am lifted up from earth, I will draw all men to myself. In other words, 
when Paul, and for that matter, pretty much any writer that we find in the Bible, talks about salvation, he's not talking about salvation for you, or for you, or for me. He is talking about salvation for y'all. Maybe even yuns. And given the right geography, he might be talking about salvation for you guys. So, when Paul is crossing that finish line, he's not doing it alone. He is doing it with Timothy and Prisca and Aquila. He is doing it with the church in Corinth and the church in Ephesus. He has crossed the finish line. He has been poured out as a libation, which might be my favorite line of this entire passage. Because I don't know if this is like raising a glass in an Irish pub or it's like pouring out one for your homies. But either way, it sounds awesome. Either way, though, it is a celebration. Paul has crossed the finish line with God's help. The race isn't over, though, because there are still others out there on the course. So think back to that parable in Luke. And imagine how it would have sounded had the Pharisee known about the word y'all. He might not have boasted in his righteousness by comparing himself to the tax collector. Instead, he would have celebrated and praised God and then turned around and helped the tax collector to come right along with him into glory. That is where justification comes. Not in comparing yourself to others, but in uniting yourself with others. What good is my salvation if my neighbors continue to suffer? I may have crossed the finish line, but my race and our race is far from over. I can stop and catch my breath, maybe even, maybe even raise a glass in celebration, but then I must bend down, tighten my shoelaces, and head back out on the course, because there are others still running. With God's help, we will seek to serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbors as ourselves. With God's help, we will strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being. With God's help, we keep running the course over and over until every one of God's children has fought the good fight, until every one of God's children has kept the faith, until every one of God's children has finished the race. Amen.